Hey, Internet Land, it's Dapper Dialogue number three with your host, Brandon. What's up, dude? Brandon, what's going on, Adam, man? Uh, took another week hiatus, but it really didn't matter because there wasn't much news. So we are back and uh, back. hopefully better than ever. Yeah, well, I'm not necessarily better than ever. I have longer hair than I should probably have. Like, I've been so busy with grad school that, like, you know, I don't get a haircut. I don't go to sleep. I forget to eat. No, it's just like it's like midterm week and like projects are due, and yeah. you know I can't do things on time. I gotta do. I gotta procrastinate, and so yeah, I, I stayed up to like three or four last night doing a project. I got it done, turned it in on time. It's all good. Yeah, man. I wish like listeners knew behind the scenes how <laughs> on the fly we're just like, yeah, I can't do it tonight, or yeah, I'm out and about, can't do it. <laughs> Yeah, it is a lot like that. They could follow us on Twitter, I guess, and they could see how that happens sometimes. The sometimes question is, we, the question is, are we tweeting as much as we should be? Probably not tweeting as much as we should be. That is true. Uh, springtime's almost here. We'll we'll get more active then. We promise. There you go. You're like freaking no. Tom Hanks, man. You got the long hair. You just uh, what was that movie? He was on the island by himself, just roughing Cast it. Castaway, man. Cast there away. you go. Castaway Adam. <laughs> yeah, like I'm going to Virginia tomorrow. Actually, I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m., hop on a plane, go to Virginia, go see Brad from, you might know him from the Drainage Penguin podcast. Yeah, I've heard Brad. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, the sister-in-law. All that's that good awesome, stuff, man. yeah. That's the plan for uh, this week for me. What city in uh, Virginia again? Richmond. Richmond, I got family there. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. If I see him, I'll say hello. I know, right? (laughs) Uh, That whole area, that whole tri-state area, well, not tri-state, but that area is cool because you can just skip between Baltimore, D.C., Virginia, you know, all within an hour. You know, we're used to Texas to where if we drive to Dallas, it takes us five hours alone, so. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was was telling somebody, uh, because one of my work, like, colleagues is in D.C., and I was kind of telling she was like, I don't know, she, she, had, she had no clue. She was like, I think Richmond's like four hours away from D.C. I was like, I think it's like an hour away. She's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't it's that like was nothing, weird. Though. Yeah, it, it is Because you nothing. can get to New York like in four, I yeah. What, yeah, it, it was like, like you know, a hop, skip, and a jump. Well, I guess it depends a little bit like on traffic because, uh, you know, you can have like an hour commute over like 15 miles. You know what I mean? It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. No, exactly right. That is true. Uh, me this weekend, I will be at South by Southwest for a short stay um, on Saturday night. GDGT is having an event. Uh, GDGT is ran by Ryan Block and uh, Peter Rowhouse. Those are the two dudes that found Engadget and Gizmodo. It's a pretty cool event. I've gone to the last two years. Basically, they get a bunch of vendors from um, all around the country. Uh, Samsung, Motorola, HP. Everyone in tech, and they come out and just give away a bunch of free stuff. So I make sure to go every year. <laughs> Get some free stuff. You know what, man? That's what South by Southwest is all about. Pretend like you're <laughs> having a startup and getting free stuff and uh, be a go, hipster. Man. There you go, man. When are you going to move to Austin? Is that ever going to happen to you? Are you going to be that guy? Uh, I don't know, man. depends on my career. Austin's a little bit irritating. Like I love it in spurts. Hmm. I can stay for like 48 to 72 hours, but after that – I feel like I get a little bit too uh, campus, college lifestyle, just out, just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just feel like I've seen the whole city already, so 
I'm just used to the uh, size of San Antonio and the suburbs, and who knows, maybe Austin will be as big as us pretty soon, but I just, I don't know. I see what you're saying there, man. Um, so, what, what are we talking about this week? Uh, like I said, kind of a slow week, so um, we're going to talk about a few things. I know you just picked up an Apple TV. My iPhone 5 was replaced today. We'll talk about that later. But um, I think the first thing is... Um, we have a Microsoft store opening this weekend directly across from the Apple store at uh, La Cantera in San Antonio. Yeah, and yeah. Kelly Clarkson's going to be out there. That's kind of random, ain't it? It is random, man, but Microsoft is like the kings of making a big deal out of nothing, you know? <laughs> um, I yeah, think yeah. when they premiered that Dance Central game on Xbox, they brought out Usher and had a whole freaking concert. And Just think about the money it takes to pay these artists for generally an industry that people in music really don't care about. But, um, you know, they got money, so they're going to spend it. Yeah, that's what happened. Like, that, like sm- small companies, they don't really have the money to splash around and do that. And a lot of times they'll just make promises about things. They're like, this is going to be the greatest product ever. It's going to solve all your problems, et cetera, et cetera. And then it kind of it goes away. You never hear about it again. But they're so small, you don't really know. But like when Microsoft does it, they have the money to go all out. You know what I mean? And so you hear about it and you're like, okay, uh, all right, Windows Phone is going to be the greatest phone ever. Okay, I, I get it. But it's like shit. It's, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fluff, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I don't know. Like, I mean, that, that, that's the way of a big company that doesn't know what it's doing. It's the, the thing in common between other companies that fail is that they don't know what they're doing right now, they don't know what they want to be. Yeah, and I think one of the cool things Apple does is they focus on products. Like they might have a concert at the end of an iTunes event, but that's after they spoke about the new iPod or or iPhone or whatever for an hour. So I just kind of feel like these concerts take away from the reason why we're there. If anything, Microsoft should be talking about Windows 8, uh, the newest, latest and greatest PCs, uh, Xbox, Zune, whatever it is. And um, you just end up with a bunch of people sitting around looking at a concert and then they leave. Yeah, um, that reminds me that, you know, like the, these Surface commercials are out and, you know, they got a bunch of people dancing around doing like, you know, uh, the Gap, like 2.0 basically. And you don't really see anything about the product. That always struck me about iPhone or iPad when they came out, like, you know, it was super simple. They just showed the phone and they showed it doing stuff. And like when they were doing that, I was like, oh my God, I have to have it because it's awesome. Look, it can then, you know... When that first one, when he got a call, and I was like, oh, shit, I got to get it. I got to buy it. I got to get an iPhone. And, no, exactly right. Like, I see the Surface, and I'm like, I don't really want to go dance with my friends at a table when we should be having a meeting. You know what I mean? Like, what is that? Like, what does it do? Let me look at it. Like, you know what I mean? And, correct, um, correct. They, they kind of missed that. And it's funny that Gina, you know, the woman, she said that same thing. She's like, they're just dancing with it. What does it do? Yeah, what does it do? Exactly. How does it function? Um, I think they... All these companies focus too much on the early 2000s Apple when they had the iPod uh, campaigns. And, you know, you have the silhouette of Eminem, you know, walking down the street, you know, and it's music and it's fun. But the problem is all these companies copycatted and, you know, there's nothing original. It's nothing uh, unique or whatnot. Um, yeah. And if you look at that campaign, I mean, you know, it was a music player and there were, there were already like, you know, MP3 players out there. But, uh, 
so like what made the iPod different was like one, it's it's like design and everything, but like also that it, it looked good. You know, all the other MP3 players were kind of crappy looking. This was awesome, and that was part of the thing. Is like, yeah, you look good doing it, and you know, that was part of the marketing program. That that was good sell. You know, like I know they're trying to say the same thing with the Surface. Like it looks good, you know, yeah. but they don't tell you what it does because if you're gonna buy uh, a seven hundred dollar, you know, tablet slash PC thing, you're gonna want to know if it's the best one of the two or three that you can get. You know what I mean. <laughs> Trying too hard to be cool. Exactly yeah, right. Exactly. Tell me the differences. Um, th- that's one thing I'll say about Samsung. You know, I don't, I don't really own any of their stuff besides my TV. But you got to respect that they're original in their ideas as far as their marketing goes. Even if it attacks Apple um, fans or whatever, they're super original. They actually hired the director from uh, Dumb and Dumber to do their entire campaign, mm-hmm. and uh, that dude is not cheap. So, um, you know, one of the reasons that carriers love them is they foot the bill entirely for the marketing budget. Usually Verizon, Sprint, AT&T will will shed some dollars to whatever, the latest, greatest, Galaxy S or whatever. But um, Samsung takes on that whole um, marketing budget and some numbers came out recently. They actually spend more than Coca-Cola does on on advertising, which is just insane. Yeah, I I think... I'm a fan of competition, and like uh, you know, I think I think you know my my favorite products are Apple products because I like them. And I think they they work best for me. I like the the whole thing, right? But I um I don't think that could continue continue on forever without somebody else pushing them. You know, like without Samsung right. making a decent enough phone that it's a viable option. And so yeah, I root for Samsung to do good stuff so that way I can have a better iPhone. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I tell people all the time. It's like competition breeds innovation. Yeah, I really have no vested interest. I got like a little bit of Apple in my four hundred one k somewhere, but it's nothing major to even sneeze at. So, um, yeah, man, I, I invite the competition, and uh, it makes everybody better. On that note, you know, like I said earlier, the Apple Store is right across the street from this new Microsoft Store. What do you think uh, the environment's going to be like? What do you think the the scene's going to be like? Uh, you know. I have no clue. Like, um, I've I've never been in a Microsoft store, and well, I don't know. Did I was I in one? I can't remember being to, in one. Did you go to the one in Houston? They got one at the Galleria. No, no, I don't think I've been in one. I feel like I've been in like a, a section, like a Microsoft section. I don't know. Yeah, it, it left that little impression on me if I did go into one. And I think um, the only time. I heard like a really detailed description of it was uh, Marco Arment said he went into one to check out the service. I remember that. One time. I remember that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe he told it so well, I feel like I've been in there. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm I've not- been in once. Uh, it was in Houston, Galleria. Um, it, was, it was okay for the most part. I mean, they did what they're supposed to do. Um, if they weren't Microsoft products in the store, they were uh, PC products, obviously. Uh, Alienware, HP, Lenovo. Xbox in the corner with a Surface and a TV. Um, well, not Surface, a uh, Connect. So, I mean, yeah, all their stuff was in there. You know, the the workers were engaging. You know, they were friendly. They were nice. But, I don't know, it just, it just felt so fluff. It just felt so... Uh, people like, were there because they were curious, but they weren't engaging with the stuff, if that makes sense. When you walk into an Apple store, everyone's linked over the table, playing with iPads, playing with iPods, looking at MacBooks. Now, I'm not saying that makes Apple better, but 
I did. You just feel like people want to be there. And when I went to the Microsoft store, it was just people getting in and out. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think it definitely makes Apple. It's part of their their plan, right? They they put their fancy. They tell you how fancy the machine is. You see a bunch of people walking around with it. You're like, I want to try it. And then you see the store, and somebody drags you in, or you decide to get curious enough to go in yourself, and you get to play with it. And more right. often than not, I find that people like it. They really like the stuff. Uh, I think Gina didn't want. It. She was not really sold on the iPad. I knew if I had the iPad in my my hands, I, would, I was going to get it. She was like, I don't know. I don't know if I want an iPad. I don't know. And then she got her hands on it. She's like, yeah, I want an iPad. Um, yeah. Like my grandmother, my mom, you know, they, I know these are like the, the stereotypical people that Cliché. don't use computer people. Yeah. But they love it. They're like, oh, this is so simple. This is awesome. I like it. Yeah. Let's get it. No, no, you're exactly right. Um, and then, you know, you go in Best Buy or something like that. You know, obviously there's no Windows store around here, but you go to Best Buy uh-huh. You know, and you kind of see the stuff there. Like my mom's like, eh, they look like computers to me. I don't really want any of those. On that note, I'm glad. Good segue. Um, I will say this in support of Microsoft. This is an excellent opportunity for them to control the experience of their consumer. What do I mean by that? You walk into Best Buy now. Some kid's probably making 11 to $12 an hour. Uh, customer service isn't his thing. And you say, hey, I'm in a market for a PC. What do I do? They really have no vested interest and giving you detailed and good information. They're just going to point you to the nearest HP, and that's the end of it. So this is a cool opportunity for Microsoft to um, really engage with their their buyers, um, give them the hard facts on you know what in, what Windows 8 has to offer, and um, have their own little like Geek Squad thing going. Like Geek Squad customer service um, um, by nature has been bad, so now they have a chance to kind of. Um, I don't know, rebound and set up their own kind of genius bar type type concept. Yeah, like, you know, that that's smart. Like that controlling the experience. You don't let somebody else jump in and fix your machine or, and then, you know, throw bad stuff out there and say like, ah, oh, this this sucks. Uh, oh, this always messes up. Don't worry about it. I'll fix it. You don't want that because it seems innocuous, but it's not. It throws shade at you, you know? Um, like you, you just said that you... Uh, you just replace your iPhone, right? And I've I've had to do that once or twice. And I I gotta say, like that's that you think that having a a problem phone would like kind of kind of disc like you know, no, like distort your view of the product and the company, right? But like I had a I had a faulty iPhone 4s, and I took it back, uh-huh. and they gave me a new one, you know, because they said, yeah, this is our problem. We made a mistake. Boom, here's a new one. You're yeah. good to go. And that is what I love about it. That is awesome. No, it totally is. Um, all we have to do is go back about, what year is this, 2013? <laughs> 2006. So before the iPhone came out, if you had an issue with your phone, where'd you go? Verizon, Sprint, right. AT&T. And I don't know about you know around the country, but here in San Antonio, there'd always be a line at Sprint. Um, once again, the employees were unenthusiastic and they didn't want to be there, so they basically hated you. Hmm. And... Even if they did replace the device, it wouldn't be right then and there. It'd come in the mail, and guess what? It's refurbished. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm sure Apple's iPhones are refurbished too, but like you said, to go in, have your issue taken care of, and replace on the spot, that's what, what, it, that's what it's all about. Um, so if Microsoft can, can do things like this, maybe they can kind of shape up their brand, help out a little bit. Yeah. Um, speaking of 
Apple branded things. Yeah, I did buy an Apple TV. I like, have you, are you, do you have one? Did you think about getting one? I do. Um, I had the 720p Apple TV and uh, last year I got the 1080p version. Same one you got. So I love it and I do have one. All right. Like, yeah, see, that's the thing is like, I never got around to doing it. Mostly because I didn't really see the need. Like, my media center, like, I'm a PS3 guy. My media center was a PS3. Totally. And, yeah, if it, like, you know, like, I like the Netflix, uh, the UI there. It's awesome. Uh, I saw no real reason to replace it. Like, it would just kind of be duplicate. Redundant. Yeah, but, um, you know, the wife, this is what happens when you're married. Um, she's like, oh, I don't want you, like, you know, you're playing the game on the big TV, you know, play on the other one. I'm like, all right, all right, but you're going to, like, lose your Netflix, you know what I mean? Because I'm moving the PS3, we watch Netflix, I didn't want to be, like, moving the thing around all the damn time. And, you know, like, I didn't want to upgrade to, like, the smart TVs with the Netflix app and all that other stuff, because I don't feel like buying yep. one. Exactly so, right. So I'm like, all right, well, what can I get? You know, I know there's an Apple TV, maybe now's the time to get it. And I thought about, like, a Roku or, uh, you know, another PS3, God forbid I get another PS3 for just for Netflix. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like, so, you know, I'm like, all right, hundred bucks. It's not terrible. Let's do this, right? Yeah. And I got it, you know, I gotta say, I like it a lot, man. I love it. Now, I don't know. You know what? I take it back. I don't love it because I like, I love my phone. I love my, my, my MacBook Pro. I like it a lot. The Apple TV. I would say that way. It is definitely like the, the third level product that they, that they have. So, yeah. I don't know. You know, there it is. Third level. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah. you know, like I can definitely see some use for it. Like as like a second monitor, totally see that as soon as I get like, uh, you know, I upgrade my MacBook pro, I could totally see just like using that as like the second one to even like stream, you know, like, cause I like to watch illegal soccer games sometimes. There you go. Illegal. And you know, like, or, or just, you know what, know what I like to do? Watch yeah. uh, North Texas basketball. Uh, they'll be playing. Sometimes they play only online. Sometimes UTSA, yeah. same thing. And, you know, you can just stream it right to the to mirror it on your TV, and that's awesome. Without hooking up all the wires. Because, yeah, I, I've done it before. Just that, you know, hooking up on the wires and things, that can get yeah. it on me. Yeah. No, exactly right. Um, mirroring takes out, like, 100% of the headache of trying to do the, like, ghetto setups we did as kids. <laughs> so, like you said, um, what I do is um, – not sure if I should say this, but uh, oh well. My torrents, you know, back in the day when you downloaded torrents, you know, you'd have to like uh, put an MP4 file or AVI file on your computer, have the PS3 recognize it and stream it. And usually it couldn't do it over Wi-Fi. So like usually, you know, that wouldn't work or whatever. But um, with mirroring, it's like super seamless. Um, another thing it really helps with is like um, – like you said, the live sports. Uh, I watch boxing. Like like, whatever fights I don't order, I go to um, this third party site and I just stream or whatever. So the fact that OSX can put it on Apple TV, dude, is like a game changer. It is. That's totally legit, man. Yeah, because like you can buy, you can fiddle around with like uh, um, like cords and things and try to get it to work right. And all that's great and stuff, but you know, like sometimes you can't find a cord. You know, you're like, where did I put it? Or it's just not working right. There's like a little laggy. I'm surprised at how, how like easy that stuff is. Like you know, I was just watching YouTube videos, and it was like real time, man. It's like no lag, no noticeable lag at all. Crazy. I like it. In another industry, it hasn't really touched. I mean, I know people do it, but I have a meeting every Friday 
uh, a sales meeting every Friday at our um, headquarters or whatever. And our bosses like fumble around with these wires and these old Windows laptops and this big projector board and with the wait 10 to 15 minutes sometimes just to get some video going is pathetic. So if everyone just had Apple TVs or whatever, how awesome would it be if we can all just airplay and shoot presentations and like video up on demand? Eventually it's going to get there, but right now it's just uh, a cluster, you know, um, and meetings and stuff at work. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. And, you know, we were, we use link, you know, it's Microsoft and uh, this show and like all the shows on this little mini network, the Josephine Street Podcast Network, uh, they all use Skype, but I might, I already, you know, I'm using Google Hangouts here and I kind of like it uh, simply for the fact that it just doesn't boot us, you know, because that's what it was doing. We're just cutting off our conversations there for a while and that wasn't cool, man. Exactly right. You know what it was? It was probably uh, Kelly Clarkson getting upset because we weren't supporting her <laughs> yeah. in the first part of the podcast. Yeah, she's my favorite American Idol loser, right? And she lost. I think she lost. I don't remember, dude. I don't, I don't watch American Idol that closely. All right, but so yeah, I, mean, uh, I, I do. I do feel the same way, though. Um, I did feel like my Xbox duplicated most of what my Apple TV can do, but it's that Halo effect, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's what everybody talks about. Once you're into the ecosystem, whether it's an iPhone, an iPad, or whatever, um, it makes it that much easier to get a MacBook or an Apple TV because everything plays so nice. So. Yeah, it exactly. was no brainer. Yeah, that was the, the best thing. It's an easy sell. A lot of times you got to sell to your wife. I do. I'm like, look, babe, here's where it'll benefit us. You know, right here. This is where it'll happen. You can watch Netflix like this. Um, so that's. Have awesome. you tried the um, the mirroring from like your your iPhone? Like you can play, I don't know, Angry Birds. Yeah, from the yeah. phone onto the screen. Yeah, yeah. Like you can even watch Netflix on there, and it looks great. It's like. I think it, it was a little bit, um, it wasn't so awesome. Like it was, uh, like it was like pure HD, but yeah. I, I couldn't tell if that was like just a network or something like that. Um, yeah. but it was fine. It was good enough. Good enough that I, you know, I'm like, this is from my phone and I'm like streaming it to the thing there. Um, I got that game real racing, whatever it real racing, uh, three, I think it's called. And basically four people can airplay onto Apple TV what? and play each other on split screen. Oh, that is nuts. pretty sweet. I'll put in the show notes. It's uh, pretty crazy. That is awesome. I think one thing I, I did like um, is that what, one thing I don't like, and if you want the real review of Apple TV, you want to listen to Syracuse's review of his Apple TV. Like he messed with it. Um, he was right about that remote. Like the little oh. silver remote. It is terrible yes. to use. I recommend mm -hmm. you get your iPhone and use that because that's what I use as a remote. What do you use? I use the iPhone, but um, if I'm text crazy at the moment, leaning back on the couch, I'll use my iPad mini. Ah, well, there you go. That is a good way to browse through it. Whatever. Just but Syracuse was right. My device. Yeah. <laughs> but Syracuse was right. Like Apple shouldn't assume that you own an iPod Touch or whatever else and you're going to use it as a remote. That little silver thing is terrible. It's just yeah. it's horrendous. Yeah, I, I was using my old, uh, turns out I still had it, like my old uh, old remote, like the white plastic one for the yeah. iMac that I still had for some reason. And um, I was using that. That one's better than the other one, but it just doesn't work all the way, like exactly right. So I just use my iPhone and that works fine. Um, so. Is it, do you know if it's IR? Is it infrared or is it um, It is like on yeah. Wi-Fi? No, it's infrared. Yeah. 
So I know this happened to you. When you start clicking the little silver thing, did your iMac audio go up and down? Yeah, like everything turned out. I had my MacBook on the table there, and I had my yeah. iMac over here, and like I hit play like on the Apple mm -hmm. TV, and then everything started playing at one time. You can disable that. Uh, it's in, in like system preferences. Like I don't know how often you use a remote for like your, your laptop. I like almost never do that. It's yeah. always on accident. Uh, yeah. It's like in security, I think. And then, yeah, and then like you go down and disable remote control infrared receiver, and then it won't work with anything. So preferences, Sweet. security, knock that out right there. And you could disable that. I did that for both of my machines, so that way I can mess with the Apple TV without uh, without effing things up, basically. I did not know that. Tips and by Adam. There you go. That's the tips <laughs> by Adam section of the podcast. <laughs> So yeah, all in all, man, uh, Apple TV is pretty cool. I just don't know what, what else they're going to do with it going forward. Um, you know, they're already in 1080p, maybe a better processor, but there's nothing more else. There's nothing really else functionality-wise that it can do besides, I guess, add more apps. Supposedly, HBO Go is going to be added to the app selection in the next, like, two months or so. Yeah, and see, you know what, that's what I was trying to test out because I have HBO Go on my, um, my phone and, you know, like the iPad. And so I was playing it and streaming it, and it worked fine. It was, it was yeah. great. So that works out, too. It should be, it just should be native, you know? We should be able to control it just from TV, kind of like Netflix. Was that, you know was I mean? that your phone there? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Was that, were you playing something there? <laughs> Actually, that was an airplane probably coming from Lackland Air Force Base uh, over overhead. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy, man. I feel like you're an alien right now. Exactly. Uh, all right, so what, what else do we have on this list that you sent me that you want to talk about? The, the Gruber open versus closed thing. That was big. Yeah, that was a pretty cool conversation uh, that uh, Tim Wu, was it? Yes. Tim Wu and uh, John Gruber had a little spat. I won't call it a spat because it wasn't, you know, uh, offensive or anything. But yeah. uh, Tim Wu is a really smart guy. He's the author behind uh, Master Switch which is um, a book I actually cited in a blog post like two years ago. Long story short, this guy is all about open. Definition, definition of open is uh, anyone and everyone being able to contribute to a, a source code or a program or um, an operating system. And um, he's really the, the, the front runner as far as this revolution of just keeping everything open, networks, uh, telephones, internet, operating systems and basically what he said in a uh, New Yorker article last week was open always beats closed open always beats closed um, thinking of things like Android thinking of uh, Microsoft uh, or Windows I should say and uh, of course John uh, John Gruber uh, argued that that is not always the case you know um, Apple for the most part to closed system from iOS to to OS X and uh, it's a long article but definitely worth the read yeah, and like I gotta say, I agree pretty much wholeheartedly with Gruber there. That uh, I mean, for whatever reason, and like you know, I don't really like I don't consider myself an Apple fanboy. I just consider myself a fan of good products, and I think Apple has those good products. Sure. And you know, like I find myself arguing that point, but you know, people don't hear that. They're like, "Oh, whatever, Apple fanboy, you just got all your whatever stuff." But like, uh, I try to explain to them, like, "No, like I have, I still have Windows machines, like, you know, yeah. and I use them all the time, and I'd like them to be better." 
And it just so happens, and I think this reminds me of uh, something else that I saw that uh, Darren Fireball linked to was um, a couple guys, a guy doing Linux and some other guy doing Windows. I forget what their, what their names were. But they basically said, yeah, they, uh, you know, the reason they switched from their respective favorite operating system to the Mac was because it was better, basically. Uh, sure. One guy was doing Linux, and then the other guy was uh, he was a Windows guy. And, okay. um, you know, it's the same thing. Is that, like, a lot of times, it's, it's just easier. You know, like, the, the mirroring thing. Like, my friend is like, oh, that's old tech, man. I'm like, yeah, it was old tech, but, you know, like, because I could stream stuff on my PS3, like, you know, the DLNA stuff. Yeah, Correct. but it wasn't it wasn't as easy. It wasn't it didn't just take one click. Like on my phone, I click the AirPlay button, I select Apple TV, and then there it is. I don't got to mess with anything else. Correct. And, and in theory, that that's the problem with not problem, but that's the thing about open. When everyone's contributing to something, you have a lot of different opinions, mm-hmm. and not just one defined user experience and end game goal. So Apple, like they always say. Their product comes first, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, there's DNLA out there. Everyone can do it, but it's not as seamless unless you do it uh, in the ecosystem of, of Apple or whatnot. Um, I don't know. There's been examples before us. So, I mean, I know Windows 1, obviously, um, that was more open than um, uh, what Apple was offering in the 80s and 90s. But um, like Gruber was saying, just the last 10 years and the success of all the iOS products proves that people, for the most part, just – want a good experience and um uh open doesn't always win no no it's always it's a good like i'd prefer if the open products were better and they were good i don't know how you make that happen you have to have i think like the flip side of his argument he was like you can be closed and you have a genius and that makes it beat open i feel like you need a genius to make the open fragmented systems come together and decide on one or two really good standards to make the thing really awesome, you know? Correct. I think that's how that works. It's like, you know, I really want to get into Linux, but like, yeah, it it is really fragmented. And, you know, there's too many incompatible flavors and blah, 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 you know? Yeah, it was was a cool thing to do when we were younger, but (laughs) I don't know, man. I'm getting older and uh, I just want a good experience. I want to do my work. I want to get in. I want to get out. I don't want to put freaking Linux Red Hat on my PlayStation 3 <laughs> and run a, a spreadsheet on my freaking Samsung TV. Yeah. And that just seems how most people are looking at it these days. Basically, which is fun to do the first time. Then you're like, all right, now what? Now what do I do now? Yeah, um, now what, what hack do I have to figure out now? Um, <laughs> this kind of segues to, to probably our final topic. Um, like I was saying, there, might, there wasn't much news the past week and a half, two weeks or so, but... Uh, Mobile World Congress was about two weeks ago. Um, it was the last week of February. Mobile World Congress basically is a big um, like bonanza of like all the mobile companies uh, going to Europe and uh, talking about their latest products. Um, the craziest thing I saw was the Galaxy Note 8. When you say 8, you're like, oh, okay, it's like an iPad mini, right? It's probably a tablet. No. It's a phone and it's eight inches, and Samsung is serious. I'm not. I'm not even kind of close to a fan of the giant phones. Like if they can't fit discreetly in my pocket, like if I got to go get like break out my 1996 Jinkos, you know, man, to put the phone in my (laughs) pocket, that really ain't gonna work for me, man. You know. (laughs) Yeah. Well, 
I will say this. I don't know if eight inches is it, but when I talk to my mom and like her friends and like people from that that era, you know, late forties, fifties, or whatever, yeah. they use smartphones. They're still in the workplace. I will say this: um, older people do they prefer like bigger buttons, uh, easier to touch targets, easier to text, um, easier to see for them. And I think that that's really what's carrying this whole revolution of five-inch phones, five and five-point-five-inch phones, eight-inch phones. Um, it might not be us, but for whatever reason, there's a there's a market out there. Yeah, right. Um, Andy and Nako, he uh, he switched over to Android, right? That was like big too. Yeah, uh, that was big news, man. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, and I think what do his, you think about that? His argument was something similar. Like I didn't really, I didn't have time to really read it today, but um, I heard about it and I knew it, and I had listened to a podcast that he did before. Um, yeah. And he said something like, "Yeah, this is not bad. He likes the bigger target. He likes it bigger. It's easier for him to read, especially as he's getting older." Uh, so I totally agree with you. I can see where you're coming from there, man. Yeah, um, you know, like I think the, people they have those old people the, phones with the giant buttons on them. You know, like even like the ones that you they sell at Walgreens or whatever. You know, <laughs> no, that's true. And what's crazy about this is like Android fanboys or like Samsung commercials will say iPhones are for old people because of you know the grid icons, the uh, you know super simplistic minimalist layout. Yet people, older people are buying these huge phones. So it's like Pandora's box, right? Um, I will say this though. When I was in line for my 4S, most of the line was like 50 somethings. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I don't know. Maybe that's just where you were. But because like, I don't know. I see a lot of, I don't know. You know what? You might be right. I don't know. I don't know what the demographics are. Yeah, it depends Um, on them all. It depends, but. Are you going to get the 5S that's rumored to be coming out in August or maybe the upgraded iPad that's going to come out in April? That is an excellent question. Uh, As far as the 5S, um, if I do, it's because I have an upgrade right now. I bought my iPhone 5 outright, unlocked. Mm. So I do have an upgrade or whatever. Um, So I'll probably use it on that. Uh, The Mini, um, or the new iPad, I should say. I have my Mini now. I like it. Uh, It's the LTE version. Battery life is stupid. Like, I don't have to charge it for five days. It basically stays good. <laughs> That's so awesome. with that said, if they do make a Retina version, I don't think the battery life will be as good. So I am feeling pretty good about what I have now. Um, I probably won't upgrade unless some crazy dude on Craigslist gives me 400 <laughs> or something. Is that how you upgrade? You, you sell and then you get something else like that? Pretty much, man. Free commerce, my friend. America. Hmm. <laughs> I, I I take the other option. Like I, I hang on to it. Like I've had this iMac since uh they got it, wasn't it? Oh eight? Yeah. I think something like that. And my MacBook's oh nine. And like although I do wanna get I do wanna get the new latest and greatest. For various reasons I haven't, you know, most of the time I'm like in school and like, my money should be going elsewhere or something. Sure. Um but like I will say this, and this is another reason. This has been a whole Apple is great podcast, and it was not really intended to be. But I'll say that that that's one thing I really like about it is that you know, like I've upgraded the memory through a new hard drive and this thing, but it's the easiest computer I've had to own. Like I've had lots of computers in my life, and yeah. this one is the easiest to own. I'm like, I want to maintain this. You know, I, I don't want it to die, and I kind of feel bad getting rid of it, like thinking about getting rid of it. Like I wanted the new, the super thin um, yeah. Fusion Drive, you know, 
badass iMac. And I'm like, oh, but I can't replace my iMac, you know? It's my friend. Yeah. It's been there for, you know, for like since college, man. Yeah. Um, and it's awesome. So, yeah. No, man, you're right about that. I mean, there's absolutely no reason to upgrade when it comes to Mac products within like a three-year cycle. I think for me, it's just trying to improve my process. Right. Um, so I, I had an iMac and I just tried to downsize and I don't know. I just, I just never used it. I, I got away from the desktop thing. Um, I'm usually leaning back on the MacBook or, or my mini. So uh, for me, it's just process and just the equity that Apple products have. I mean, they're like BMWs, man. You hmm. put it on Craigslist and you know, there's buyers, Yeah. but um, <clears throat> you know, you put like an XPS Dell laptop on there and you're not going to get anything, you know? <laughs> so I, I try and get that, that sweet spot, that curve yeah. before something new comes out. You know, I'll put it on Craigslist or whatever. And um, I've had conversations with dudes and Denny's, you know, at midnight. Hey, bro, do you think another one's going to come out? And I'm just like, yeah. I don't know, dude. So uh, this is one of those things, bro. I don't know. Yeah, that's cool. Like, I, I wish I had the the ability to do that, like to just like switch like that. Like, you know, I, I end up owning it. Like, I'm like, I'm going to get this. This is going to be mine. And it's going to be mine until it conks out. I guess. Oh, good. In 30 years, you'll put it on eBay and make a killing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I, if there's nothing else to talk about, I think it's time to wrap this one up. Yep, we'll wrap it up, man. Um, probably got some news over the next few weeks. I think Samsung's going to announce the uh, Galaxy S4 next week. We'll talk about that. And um, I think we're going to get some iPad news pretty soon. So got some good stuff coming up. Yeah, that'd be cool. So uh, don't forget to follow Brandon on the Twitters. Where can we find you, Brandon? At Brandon Germain. Super he's, simple. Yeah, he's so, he's like streamlined, like everywhere. You just go, whatever, even like social networks, not even out yet. Brandon Brandon already has his name on it. Get Damn right, from the, from the AOL days, man. <laughs> yeah, right, I had a lame username back then. Yeah, mine was future MVP 25. Nice. Mind. That was what it was. Because we all were going to be professional <laughs> basketball players. Yeah, exactly. That's what was going to happen. And cruel fate slapped me in the face. So, man, it wasn't going to be it. I was uh, uh, Air Penny 24. What? Air Penny? Yeah. Uh, Penny wasn't one of my favorite players. You know? Too bad he broke down. He was like pre recovery from ACL, like full on recovery. Like, you know, like you guys, APs, Adrian Peterson, was, just like ridiculous. That was. Before technology caught up and yeah, Kobe turned into freaking Captain America. Did you hear that he replaces platelets in his blood and his knee? Yeah, yeah, I know. He does that all the time. So He's it's crazy. like, you know, Penny didn't have the ability to enter a hyperbaric chamber like T.O. and get healthy. <laughs> yeah, that's another basically. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so thanks for listening. This is Dapper Dialogue number three. Uh, it's not yet on iTunes, and like I said, I've been crazy busy. We've been crazy busy. We've only done three in like a month or and a half or something like that. But once I get some time, once Brandon gets some time, and he's not out there doing big business, we'll uh, you know we'll do these on more on the regular, and it'll be fun. It'll be on iTunes and all that other good stuff. In the meantime, yes, uh, yeah, just check back on uh, this site, JosephineStreetPodcast.com, where you can find Definitely. all the rest of them. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We're out. See ya.